Old Gold Club. Old Gold Club. So hello there and welcome along to another episode of Old Gold Club, My Golden Game. I'm Mikey Burrows and on this episode, it's a bit of an FA Cup special. We are talking to a man who played a massive part in one of the most famous FA Cup victories of the last couple of seasons. A big welcome to Andy Vyman. How are you, my friend? Hello, I'm good, thank you. I'm doing good. And you? I'm very well. I'm very well. Um, we're going to get to the game in a minute. Most people will kind of know immediately what game we're going to talk about. Um, you're at Bristol City these days. How are things going? Um, they have been going really well. Um, I've been here for two and a half years now. Um, really enjoying my time. Um, but obviously, two months ago, I got injured. I did my ACL, so I did my cruciate. So, yeah, I'm, I'm out for a little time now. Mate, I mean, that must be horrible. And I guess especially as we've just been chatting about before we started at this time as well, where you can't kind of football, I imagine, is normally your release. You kind of you can't play and you can't go anywhere. Um, yeah, it's, it is tough. Um, I bet obviously a crucial injury is never nice because it's a long time being out from football. But yeah, we can't, like you say, we can't do anything at the minute. Obviously, what the times we, we're in at the minute, um, it's tough for everyone. But yeah, it's rehab and going for walks with the with the kids. That's all all I can do at the minute. Because I, I imagine it's difficult for footballers that. You know, you are so used to spending time together as a group. I, I find it kind of fascinating because you don't get to do that anymore. Even, you know, when you were fit, you you kind of going in, kicking a ball, I guess, and then leaving each other. It must be weird. It is. I mean, especially here at the minute at Bristol City, because our training ground, the new training ground's not ready for another month or so. So we kind of share one with a school. So we're actually not really allowed to use any facilities apart from like the gym and the, the treatment room. So even when I was fit, yeah, it was pretty much we had to arrive in our training clothes, train, go home and, and shower at home. So you, you're just with the boys during the training session. Um, and obviously now being injured, I don't really see any of the fit players because... Like I said, they turn up to training, train and go home. And obviously we're in the treatment room and in the gym. So that, it's a little bit strange, a little bit different, yeah. Let's talk about your golden game. It is that FA Cup win at Liverpool. And it, it's the strangest thing that it feels like it was so long ago. <laughs> so much has changed, certainly from a Wolves point of view since then. But it wasn't really. It wasn't it wasn't that long ago. What does it feel like for you? Yeah, um, I think it was um yesterday, um, I think it was the nineteenth of January. I seen twenty seventeen, I signed for Wolves on loan, I think so that was four years ago. Just came up in my in my memory in my memories on like my I think it was Facebook or whatever it was, but yeah, it's yeah, so four years it's ago. Um, is obviously like you say, a lot has changed for Wolves and, and for me. Um, but obviously, I, I remember the game very good and obviously very happy memories as well. Yeah, it, it's funny, isn't it, when you kind of look back on things? It was 28th of January 2017. Um, of the whole squad, really. They were involved that day. There's only Connor Cody and Morgan Gibbs White was an unused sub. 
that are still at the football club. That is a, a huge amount of change in such a short space of time. Yeah, it's now like you say it like that. I didn't know that was, that was the only two that were left, to be honest. But um, yeah, like you said, obviously for Wolves, it's it's just gone up and up. They've obviously been brilliant the last few years and what they achieved is obviously great. Um, but yeah, um, like you said, there's the only two players left from four years ago. That sounds, sounds crazy, to be honest. See, Connor Cody was obviously playing right back in this period as well. Did you ever think at the time, because obviously you were there when he kind of started to convert to a defender, that he would go on and, and play for England as a, as a defender? Uh, no, but I don't think he probably would have thought it either. Um, yes, I think obviously he was a, in midfielder, wasn't he? And then um, Paul Lambert played him as right back like quite often when I was there. And obviously, he did a really good job there. Um, and I think, to be fair, I think it was the season straight after I left that he um, he started playing the centre back. And obviously, like you say, he's played for England now. It's um, it's been brilliant for him. What was he like in and around the dressing room, even then? Yeah, I really got on with him. I, I was actually sitting next to him in the in the dressing room. Um, he's obviously very loud character. Talks a lot on the pitch, off the pitch, but uh, yeah, just like I was just a great guy to be around, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, the team that day, Harry Burgoyne was in goal, Cody, Stearman, Hawes, Doherty, midfield of Edwards, Saville, Evans, and then Dicko, Costa, and Vyman. There's some real pace in that front line. Yeah, we did well on the counter attack. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, um, it was, like you said, obviously, if you mention the names there, um, only um, Connor's there now. Um, but it was, everything just went went for us that day, to be honest. Obviously, Steers scored within a minute. That gave us something to obviously hang on to. And then I managed to obviously score just before half time. So it was just, it was brilliant. Yeah, what was the game plan? Because I know you can't have ever have planned to go in front as early as you did, but what was it that kind of Lambert had said to you boys beforehand? The game plan probably the day before would have been, we probably would have known that Liverpool probably would have had more of the ball than us, that we probably had to defend very well um, and make the most of the chances we probably get. But I think, I might be wrong, but when we, if I remember right, they didn't have all of the best players playing in the game. And you know what, when you... When you obviously see the team sheet before the game, I think it probably gives you a little bit of a lift. You kind of think, oh, if you look at this player or that player, you kind of think, oh, we've got a chance here. If we if we have a really good game, we've got a chance of beating these today. And Well, we did in the end. Yeah, they had Carrius in goal, Gomez, Clavan, Randall, Moreno, Wijnaldum and Lucas did play in midfield, but with Ovi Ajaria, who I think went on to score against Wolves for Sunderland on loan the next season, Woodburn, Firmino and Origi were up top and they ended up having to bring on the likes of Philip Coutinho, Emery Chan and Daniel Sturridge. So, I mean, that was kind of when the, the cavalry was kind of being called on in the second half because you mentioned going in front. Um, before we get to your goal... There is Helder Costa's wonder run in that game as well. And it, it just, that first half just felt like something was happening. I don't know what it must have felt like to you. 
Yeah, it did. Um, I think, like you said, obviously we scored after a minute. Um, I didn't even think it was that early, to be honest, in the game. It was, but obviously it was within a minute, went one nil up, and then I think we we just grew into the game. I think from if I remember right, there wasn't one point where we thought maybe we're really under pressure too much, or we they're gonna score any second. I think we were pretty confident, and then obviously, like you said, held held had an unbelievable first half, um, and just. I think obviously the second goal then probably obviously gave us even more confidence that we thought yeah, we, we're going to win this today. Because uh, you mentioned Helder goes on that amazing run and then he sets off on a second one. Are you thinking he's not going to pass? He's going to go alone again? I was hoping he was going to pass because <laughs> I, I remember that um, he, he set off just in, inside of our own half I think or even further back and uh, out to the right back was pretty much the same level as me when I set off running I remember and remember I got past him and I looked and there was no one no one ahead of me so I just I think when you see the goal I think I've got my hand up for probably like yeah 20 seconds kind of running with my hand up and well luckily held obviously saw me in the end and, and played a great pass kind of and the pass made the goal really because I, well, he kind of invited me to just take it around the keeper and, and tap it in. I was going to ask you about that because it, it feels like a, an instinctive moment. Like, how much are you thinking at that moment? Like, do I hit it? Do I try and take the keeper on, or does it just happen? I think for me, because the ball was played and I was running at full speed and I was so quick, I just thought the keeper was coming out to close me down as for any touch past the keeper he like he can't can't get there and obviously it's easier scoring in an empty goal than the keeper being there so <laughs> I um, yeah I just that's all I had in my mind to be honest as soon as I seen the keeper come off his line I thought if I just take a touch past him I, I, I'm in because like from a like from a commentator's point of view from a fan's point of view those are the type of moments that seem to go in slow motion is it the same for you when you like the moment you've gone past the keeper is it suddenly like wow there's the goal this is the cop end of Anfield does everything flash by or does it proper slow down no I don't think you think like that I I think I what I remember is I, I just the ball came and you're kind of in such a mindset that you you don't know what's going on around you I literally all I had in my mind was take it around the keeper and pass it in the net Obviously, the next thing I can remember then is just running off celebrating. So it just happens so quick that you kind of just focus on what you need to do without obviously thinking or seeing where you actually are. Because like I think some people, like I'm just watching it even now, like it's the calmness to just to hit it, whereas some people might have even taken an extra touch and kind of made sure you were like, no, I'm confident in this. Yeah, like, like I said, it just... It just kind of was like that moment. I just just happened all in one. Like I just took it around the keeper. I didn't think, just passed it in the net and just ran off celebrating. It was just happened so quick, but it's just yeah, I knew what I was doing. Because hadn't you scored at Anfield before? Yeah, to be fair, I've got a, a pretty good record there. I played there five times and I, I haven't lost yet. So I don't want to play there again. <laughs> I don't want to keep this record, but. 
No, yeah, I've, I've got. I think I won three times and I drew twice and I scored three goals. So it's it's like a good good record. Does that play a part in your head? You know, when you turn up there, you're like, yeah, I fancy it today because I've done it before. I think I think every player's got yeah got like when they go to a stadium where they've played well before, scored a goal before, you kind of you do feel confident or you you enjoy going there. And you have to be fair for me, I I, I love playing there. And say two 0 up at half time. What was the dressing room like during the break? Buzzing. <laughs> I think everyone was um, yeah buzzing, saying. But then obviously you've got everyone coming in saying, "Oh, it's not over." You know what everyone will say. The, the cliche saying it's not over. You need to switch on because the first ten fifteen minutes will be so important that we don't concede and stuff like that. But yeah, you could you could feel it. It was like. And a really good atmosphere in the changing room. Everyone was buzzing, not thinking like, we, we, we could do this. They obviously kind of threw everything at you in that second half. It's one of those parts of that game that I love so much that you just seem to repel so many things. And you imagine what must have been going through Harry's mind so young in the game and, and facing all of that. I mean, you were still pretty young amongst it all as well a lot of youngsters in that team yeah there was there was it was a really young team I think um, again I think it's just like those games you like, I I never felt that we we're going to concede two goals even though the second half we were probably in our own half or pretty much all of the half I didn't think that they had that many chances or that many clear cut chances where we thought oh we're getting lucky here. We're we getting away with something. Um, we just, yeah, we felt we're going to win the game. And then I think I did come off with like 15 minutes to go or something like that. Yeah, and I think and this, yeah, and they scored. And then I think Harvey made a great save. To be fair, with like two or three minutes to go, and kind of after that, you're like, yeah, this it's happening. We're we're going to win this. When you come off in a game like that, are you relieved because you're probably knackered, or are you kind of a bit annoyed because you're thinking like we're doing it. I want to be part of this. Um, no, yeah, I was, I was knackered because I obviously didn't play much at Derby like that season. So I think it was my first start for Wolves. Um, so yeah, I was tired, but no, I'm not annoyed coming off. It's just it is horrible coming off because you like you want to be on the pitch helping helping out, but you can't. You have to watch it, and so like the last ten minutes. Yeah, it's just biting your fingernails. You you want to be on the pitch helping the boys, but you can't. So it's that's probably the worst, to be honest, coming off for the last five, ten minutes when the boy's trying to see a game out. I mean, imagine what it must have been like for the fans because there were so many of them there that day as well. Did that ever play a part in it? Because to see that, that whole end full of Wolves fans must have been pretty special to be on the pitch for. Yeah, it was... Um... Obviously, again, we scored so early that probably the whole of the first half, all we could hear was the Wolves fans. Um, and we knew that they were there because, like I said, they were so loud in that first half. And then the second half, again, the last what, 15, 20 minutes, they kind of sang and, and shouted and screamed the whole way through. And I'm sure that, that helped. Obviously, I was on the pitch the last 10 minutes, but that helped the boys to kind of see see the game out and then I think there's at the end obviously we're all going over there celebrating with the fans so yeah, it's just a brilliant day yeah where were you at the end were you did you run on what happened 
No, I couldn't. I couldn't run anymore. I walked on. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, we all we were all on the pitch. Yeah, I think everyone was went over to the fans and they did the clap, and uh, it was just great after the game. Made great scenes. Yeah, the John Daddy Bodvarsson Icelandic clap, which again feels like a lifetime ago. Yeah, that obviously that was the first time I've seen it. Um, but it was yeah, it was great. Like you say, I think was it seven or eight thousand fans were there in the in the stand. So it was it was brilliant. It was very loud, and, and obviously, yeah, we'd never forget that. And being in the dress room afterwards, I remember getting down there to do interviews and kind of nipping in because they were like weird porter cabins, but inside the stand because it it was still kind of being built. And so it felt really strange when you were all kind of posing for photos and it felt just like a really lovely moment. Yeah, it was. Again, I'd only been at the club probably for a week or so. And um, it, yeah, it was just brilliant to, to be part of it, to be in the change room. We've seen everyone was buzzing. Everyone was like really happy. We could still hear the fans outside because like you say, we're in those porter cabins so you could hear, you could hear everything and yeah, it's just a really, really great day. In a strange way, though, was it like the peak? Because after that, the run of form just weirdly dipped. Yeah, it, it did. Um, I think we played, I think it was Barnsley the next game, and we would beat them. And then, yeah, and then after that, like you say, I don't know don't know why or what happened, Um we just, yeah, we just had a, had a dip and started obviously losing games and drawing games. And and then I think it wasn't until probably March time or so that we, we went on like a, a winning run again where we won like four or five games in a row. So, yeah, I don't, I don't really know why or what changed that. I just wondered whether like because you'd had such a high that it, it was like too high a high. And it and everyone kind of struggled to to match that level again. Maybe, maybe because obviously, like you said there were a lot of young players in the dressing room. Maybe it was something like that, or maybe it was just because I don't know. We then had so many games, and, and obviously in the championship, you have so many games, and again, with loads of young players that maybe were getting tired or just couldn't perform to that level every game. But yeah, it was a bit. It's strange that we couldn't carry it on. Because uh, uh, the the way the team got out of that run of form, again, was a big moment, was you scoring the winner against Rotherham. In I always remember it felt like such a strange atmosphere because obviously most people were expecting us to beat Rotherham comfortably and it wasn't going like that. And they had some big chances at the end. I, I don't know whether you can remember what it was like being involved in that. Yeah, again, it wasn't nice for us either, for the players, that you, when you go for a spell where you don't win games or you lose games. And yeah, you felt the atmosphere that again, the fans obviously were disappointed that we, we didn't win as many as we wanted to. And it was a really important game because, like you said, we went on that bad run and I think we weren't far off from like the relegation zone. And Rodwin were just in it. So it was a massive game. You felt it was a massive game and... Yeah, I managed to score to make it 1-0 and I think it was the last two or three minutes they, they missed a really big big sitter and that was just, I think the whole stadium, it was just a big relief. It ended up being hugely important, didn't it? Because the team then went on and had the kind of comeback against Brentford, which 
was just a stunning kind of turnaround. And then obviously you score at Fulham in the next game. I think it was five wins in a row, which kind of just drew the team away. And and at that point, you're kind of thinking, actually, yeah, maybe this team is going to going to start to do something. You can look at it whatever way, but when when you win a football game, it doesn't matter who you are. It gives you confidence, and obviously, you could see from that game how big it was, Rotherham at home, that we then had the confidence and and went to Brentford, beat them, Fulham beat them. I just kind of went on the roll again for a little bit, and then it's obviously done a little bit too late to like do do something with with the season because then the last few games, obviously, there's not a lot to play for then in the end because we were safe, but we couldn't obviously reach the, the playoffs anymore. Yeah. I remember being with you at the end of season dinner and kind of pestering you to find out whether you were going to stay. Do you think if Paul Lambert stayed, he would have come and got you permanently? Um, uh, yeah, Yes, maybe. Um, I think there was talks going on for the last two, three months of the season um, but obviously you know like how it is when talks are ongoing as they make an offer you try and get a better offer and so on so then it just went well, well we'll sort it at the end of the season and then well a week after the end of the season then obviously Paul, Paul Lambert left and Nuno came in and obviously he wanted to bring his own guys in and it's that kind of sliding doors moment I guess in football because you end up going back to Derby and playing against Wolves very early in the following season. And I, I, I wondered what you felt when you saw what that team was becoming. Yeah, again, like like you said, if I if I would have signed in March, maybe when they offered the first contract, then you could say how many games would I have played the next season because with the players Wolves were bringing in. Like being honest with the players they were bringing in, I probably wouldn't have played many games. So then, obviously, for me, it worked out well that I went back to Derby and I, well, I think out of the 46 games, I played 42 games. So for me, that worked well. And then, yeah, we played them in the, I think it was the second or third game of the season. And, and yeah, we, we knew then that they're a really good team. Um, I think we said if we finish above them, we're, we're going up um, because they're, they were so impressive the way they played and just yeah, everything about them to be honest was, was really good Overall how do you look back on that albeit brief period at Wolves? Well with a lot of happy memories I think it for me it was a really important time of like my career because I was at Derby and obviously the manager at the time didn't didn't play me and didn't fancy me and I just needed to go and play and kind of find find that love for football again um, because obviously I left Aston Villa to play for Derby and I didn't end up playing as much as I wanted to so it was a really big part because then four months I played a lot of games um, enjoyed my football enjoyed being around the place and obviously I said went back to Derby and kind of like kicked on from there again at Derby Thanks for listening to The Old Gold Club. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a review and rating from wherever you get your podcasts. We can't welcome you to the Wolves Megastore at the moment. But our online store is available 24-7. 
visit shop.wolves.co.uk for huge savings on replica kits, training wear and exclusive Wolves clothing ranges.